RTHK News. It's one o'clock, I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. The Democratic Party says it plans to poll Hong Kong to see whether its members should stay on in LegCo for an extra year. The government blasts the US decision to end Hong Kong's special treatment, accusing it of using the SAR as a pawn. And the High Court starts hearing an application to release the first man charged under the national security law. The Democratic Party says it will hold a territory-wide opinion poll for people to say whether they think its lawmakers should stay in the extended Legislative Council. The pro-democracy camp has been split on what to do after Beijing decided to let existing lawmakers serve another year after the government postponed the September LegCo elections because of the pandemic. The Democratic Party says that while it's inclined to stay, it will abide by the results of the opinion poll. The party's chairman is Wu Chi-Wai. Of course, I cannot represent all pandemocrats camps members' uh, response to our decisions, but they understand we made our proposals, our decisions, uh, for whether or not we are going to stay in the councils, uh, relies on the um, concluding remark coming from the um, decisive uh, opinion polls. So we have an understanding on that, and of course, I believe that they will consider our results to make their final judgment. The party says it will hold at least one debate arguing both sides of the case to help the public decide. The High Court has been hearing an application to release the first man charged under the national security law. Lawyers for Tong Ying Kit argued that the bail requirement under Article 42 of the national security law implies that the defendant needs to promise to stop endangering national security. They said not only is that unfair to their client, it doesn't comply with the spirit of the presumption of innocence. But Justice Alex Lee said it doesn't necessarily involve presuming an act has been done in the first place and whether bail is granted uh, was about risk assessment. 23-year-old Tong is accused of riding his motorcycle into a group of police officers while carrying a flag bearing the protest slogan Liberate Hong Kong, Revolution of Our Times, during a July 1st protest. He filed an application for a writ of habeas corpus as well as a bail application at the High Court after the magistrate denied him bail. The hearing continues. Five pro-democracy figures have lost their judicial review in which they try to challenge the power of police to access their mobile phones. Candace Wong reports. In dismissing the legal challenge, a two-judge panel at the High Court said the search warrants weren't giving police a blanket license to look for anything and that responsible officers would be able to understand the limits of what was permitted. Martin Lee, Albert Ho... Aunok Hen, Sin Chong Kai and Yang Sum tried to argue that the scope of the warrants was too wide and gave police too much power. Their cell phones were seized after the five were charged with offences relating to unauthorised assemblies over anti-government protests last year. Callers to an RTHK radio show have been complaining about the government's plan to pay an anti-epidemic subsidy to welcome and park and shop supermarket chains, saying the money should go directly to employees. Francis Sitt reports. The Secretary for Labour and Welfare, Law Chi Huang, says the chains may not have been seriously affected by the pandemic, but it was too complicated to put conditions on its subsidies, and he hoped other supermarkets might follow suit in cutting prices. Mr Law has been defending the second round of a job retention fund to be launched this month. It's been heavily criticised for benefiting employers and not workers, as well as giving money to supermarkets whose business has increased during the pandemic. 
The minister says keeping the scheme simple makes it easier for businesses to understand and quicker for them to receive the money. The Ombudsman will investigate the government's monitoring of vaccines sold at private facilities following a scandal last year in which some medical centres handed out fake HPV vaccines used to prevent cervical cancer. Wendy Wong reports. The Ombudsman Winnie Chiu says vaccines are pharmaceutical products injected directly into the human body so it's essential to ensure the quality and safety. She said the government must play the role of gatekeeper to prevent substandard or counterfeit products circulating in the market and posing a threat to public health. Complaints surged in July last year about fake HPV vaccines sold by some private medical centres. Test results showed they contained only sodium and chloride, commonly found in saline solution. It was also found the samples might have been contaminated by microbes. In another investigation, the watchdog said it will also examine mosquito control work carried out by the Food and Environmental Hygiene Department, citing the rise in the number of dengue fever cases. The United States has stepped up its move to end Hong Kong's special treatment, announcing overnight that it's suspending three bilateral agreements in response to Beijing imposing national security legislation here. Here's Steve Dunthorne. The US State Department said it was ending cooperation on the surrender of fugitives to Hong Kong. It follows countries including Australia and Germany in pulling out of extradition deals. Washington is also withdrawing from an agreement on the transfer of convicted prisoners. Less anticipated was Washington's decision to end an agreement on reciprocal tax exemptions on income derived from the international operation of ships. In response, the government said the U.S. decision reflected its disrespect for bilateralism and multilateralism and accused it of using Hong Kong as a pawn to damage Sino-U.S. relations. It added that the U.S. stands to lose out more, saying that since 1998, Hong Kong had handed over 69 fugitives to the U.S., compared with 23 the other way. It also said the change to the tax regime for shipping operators would mean U.S. companies would face double taxation, but Hong Kong companies would only be required to pay U.S. taxes because they're exempted in the SAR. President Trump has praised the Apple Daily founder Jimmy Lai and says he felt badly about the media tycoon's arrest under the national security law. But asked about the case at a White House news conference, Mr Trump made clear he was prioritising winning business for the United States at Hong Kong's expense. I send him best wishes. I hear he's a wonderful gentleman. Uh, He's certainly a brave man. Um, And I send him best wishes. With that being said, uh, because of that and obviously what happened in Hong Kong, we've taken all of the vast amounts of money that we use to subsidize Hong Kong. We essentially subsidized Hong Kong by giving them all sorts of incentives. And that's what made Hong Kong the exchange and business in Hong Kong successful. I've taken it all back. The former U.S. President Barack Obama has warned that the very future of American democracy is at stake in November's poll. Speaking on the third night of the U.S. Democratic Party's national convention, Mr. Obama launched a scathing attack on the Trump presidency. I did hope, for the sake of our country, that Donald Trump might show some interest in taking the job seriously. That he might come to feel the weight of the office. But he never did. For close to four years now, he has shown no interest in treating the presidency as anything but one more reality show that he can use to get the attention he craves.
Kamala Harris, the only black woman in the U.S. Senate, has been formally nominated at the Democratic Convention as Joe Biden's vice presidential candidate. If the Democrats win the November election, she'll become the first female vice president in U.S. history. Preempting Barack Obama's speech, Mr. Trump said he was president because Mr. Obama didn't do a good job. Look what we're doing. We have our great border wall. We have security. We have the UAE deal, which has been universally praised, praised by people that aren't exactly fans of Donald Trump for various reasons. I don't know why. can't be my personality. And when I look at what we have, and I look at how bad he was, how ineffective a president he was, he was so ineffective, so terrible. Thousands of people have been forced to flee their homes near the U.S. city of San Francisco as a number of fast-moving wildfires swept into the region. The governor of California has declared a state of emergency. Jeremy Ryan is with the Californian Fire Services. Over the past 72 hours, California has experienced a historic lightning siege that has resulted in approximately 10,849 lightning strikes across the state, causing more than 367 new fires. Firefighting resources are depleted as new fires continue to ignite. The size and complexity at which these incidents are burning is challenging all aspects of emergency response. Most at risk is the city of Vacaville, home to 100,000 people. This resident explained how she managed to get out. It took me a while to get out. So my husband was driving the car and it hit birth. He got burnt and he had to leave the car and it blew up. So I was walking down by myself and I got all these flames on me and I lost my shoe. But I made it. God save me. The U.S. Attorney General... William Barr has promised Britain it won't pursue the death penalty against two British Islamic State group members who are accused of beheading Americans in Iraq. The two men who are being held by the U.S. military in Iraq are Alexander Koti and Al-Shafay Al-Sheikh. Here's the BBC's Nick Bryant. For five years, the U.S. government has been seeking to use evidence from the British government to help prosecute two members of the group calling itself Islamic State, nicknamed the Beatles. But the UK Supreme Court ruled that it would be unlawful to use that evidence, much of which has already been handed over because the men might face the death penalty if convicted by a US jury. In an attempt to remove that legal obstacle, the US Attorney General William Barr has written to the Home Secretary Priti Patel and provided an assurance that the men currently being held in US military detention in Iraq would not face execution if found guilty. The U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says he's notifying the U.N. Security Council that America intends to restore nearly all U.N. sanctions on Iran. He's expected to travel to the U.N. in New York tonight to initiate the process. Thirty days later, the U.S. will reactivate the sanctions, including the requirement that Tehran suspend all nuclear enrichment-related activities. A British long-term study suggests a single targeted dose of radiotherapy could be as effective at treating breast cancer as the conventional treatment which involves multiple doses over several weeks. Researchers from University College London said 80% of women benefited from the single dose of radiotherapy with fewer side effects. Finance now, and a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 24,662. That's 516 points down from the previous close. Turnover was $66.6 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is 106.02 yen. The euro is 1 US dollar and 18 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 15 cents. Now with the sports, here's Adam Chung. 
We start with football. Bayern Munich are through to the final in the European Champions League after a straightforward victory over Lyon. Serge Gnabry scored a couple of early goals to put Bayern in control. Robert Lewandowski then added one more in the closing minutes to give the German giants a 3-0 win. That sets up a championship final against Paris Saint-Germain, which kicks off in Lisbon Monday morning, Hong Kong time. Here's the Bayern and Canada defender, Alfonso Davies. Yeah, it feels good. Um, you know, everyone's happy. Everyone's playing well. Um, we're happy we can make it to the finals. Um, you know, we know our opponent we're playing is PSG. You know, they're a good team. Um, so we just want to go out there. You know, right now, you know, we celebrate a little bit. But, you know, afterwards, we focus on the next game. The reigning NBA champions, the Toronto Raptors, have gone two games up on the Brooklyn Nets in their best-of-seven first-round playoff series. Fred Van Fleet scored 24 points as Toronto took Game 2, 104-99. Norm Powell also had 24 points coming off the Raptors' bench. For me, it's just about focusing on what we got to do, you know, staying present, staying uh, within yourself um, and staying confidence in your abilities and taking what the, the game is giving you. You know, uh, I work a lot on the, the my mental side and staying focused and locked in and just letting the, the game flow. And I feel like in the playoffs, nothing else matters. And I'm just able to focus in on uh, what we have to do. You know, I think that's the, the foundation of my game, playing uh, with a pure heart, and I'm trying to be aggressive and make winning plays for the team. Uh, that's all within me when I was uh, growing up, just doing whatever it takes to win. The Boston Celtics have also won a second straight game to start their series against the Indiana Pacers. Jason Tatum led the Celtics with 33 points in a 128-101 win. The Utah Jazz beat the Denver Nuggets 124-105 to tie that series at a game apiece. The Dallas Mavericks also drew a level in their series against the LA Clippers, winning Game 2 by a score of 127-114. On the ice, the Tampa Bay Lightning have completed their revenge on the Columbus Blue Jackets and progressed to the second round of the NHL playoffs. Braden Point scored in overtime as Tampa won 5-4 to clinch the series in five games a year after they were swept by Columbus in the first round. Well, I think last year, if we learned anything, we learned that they're, they're, they're a great team. They're a hard-working defensive team that capitalized on mistakes and, um, you know, it was no different this year. I thought... Um, a lot of those games could have went either way, and uh, you know, good for our group. We came out on top. The Colorado Avalanche and the Boston Bruins have also progressed to the second round after closing out their respective series in five games. Colorado blasted Arizona 7-1. Nazem Kadri and Nathan McKinnon each scored twice. Boston got past Carolina 2-1. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The Democratic Party says it plans to poll Hong Kong people to see whether its members should stay on and go for an extra year. The government blasts the US decision to end Hong Kong's special treatment and the High Court starts hearing an application to release the first man charged under the national security law. The news from RTHK. Hi, I'm Lazy Lion. To fight this pandemic, take preventive measures when commuting. Avoid rush hours and busy times and take advantage of flexible working hours. Wear a mask when taking a ride. If possible, open the windows to ventilate the vehicle. Clean your hands with liquid soap and water or alcohol-based hand rub after using public transport or touching public facilities. Social distancing can help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Tips for you and me to prevent COVID-19. Applications for the second tranche of the Employment Support Scheme can be made from August 31st to September 13th. All subsidies must be used for paying wages. No redundancies can be made during the subsidy period. 
NPF contributing employers with accounts before the end of March, regardless of whether they applied for the first tranche, and persons with NPF self-employed person accounts set up before the end of March who have not yet received the subsidy are eligible to apply online. Employment Support Scheme, tied over the hard times. For details, visit ess.gov.hk.